at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. The majority of us know what lifestyle changes we need to be healthier, but finding that motivation to make those changes is really going to be one of the toughest parts. My guest today is Karen Prieto. She's an advanced practice nurse who's board certified as a clinical nurse specialist in adult health at Alina Health Penny George Institute for Health and Healing. Welcome to the show, Karen. So tell us a little bit about really why do you think people have such a hard time making those changes after New Year's? People don't always stick with it. What's so hard about making those changes? Well, um, for a lot of people, they um, set their set, uh, they set their sights too high. Actually, we work with people to kind of help um, identify um, uh, what they want for the future of their life. Um, kind of create a little bit of a wellness vision and then kind of focus around behavior change through that. Are there certain habits as we want to change our behaviors, whether it's dieting, getting active, quitting smoking, you know, any of these things that are harder than others? Well, um, behaviors uh, that have become habits, uh, you habits you have a tendency to do without thinking, kind of like the brain on autopilot. So um, to kind of help people uh, quit, um, there are certain uh, ways we can go about that. And for often for people, um, there are cravings that can occur in certain behaviors, like uh, the desire to smoke. Um, when people smoke, the nicotine gets in their bloodstream and goes up to their brain and releases these feel-good chemicals, then which then kind of re-support um, uh, the behavior to become more of a habit. So how do you help people to change these habits? Well, I work as a certified wellness coach, and what we do with people is uh, they'll come in to, like, the Penny George Institute, and then we work with them to kind of identify what they want out of their life, what is their wellness vision. Um, and then we work with them as a wellness coach to use techniques such as what we call motivational interviewing, and that kind of is just working with the client um, and kind of helping them uncover uh, motivation, um, their strengths to kind of um, make behavior change. So um, if they once they figure out what their wellness vision is, then we can create um, some goals that are realistic. Oftentimes people will set up goals that are just not achievable, um, and then when they can't complete them, they get disappointed, the negative self-talk steps in. So if we can work with them to create realistic goals that are measurable, um, and oftentimes we start out with what we call baby steps, creating a, a, a little bit of achievable goal so that can, can accomplish that, they build up self-confidence, and then they can move forward to continue on with creating a positive behavior. And that's true that positive behaviors and results build upon themselves and give you that motivation to keep going. But you mentioned negative self-talk, and I find that so interesting because that is one of our biggest detrimental things, especially women, Karen, that we do. We tell ourselves you're fat or you're ugly or you've got wrinkles or you look terrible. We do this to ourselves every day. How can we stop that negative self-talk? Well, if the negative self-talk comes in... Tell it in your brain, just say stop. And then work on a little bit of self-compassion. Uh, we find that people that, um, you know, stop the negative uh, thinking and the negative uh, discussion with themselves, 
and actually work on, you know, I'm happy in my own skin. I'm going to move forward to make myself healthier. If they work on a little bit of self-compassion, that the, it's likely they're going to actually maintain that behavior change. So if people do get this motivation and they get a, a real good behavior change, but they're terrified, as people who lose weight often are, that they're going to fall backwards or start smoking again, what do you tell them about not having those relapses? Well, first of all, I let them know that relapse is not uncommon. You know, we all fall off of the wagon from time to time. But first of all, just kind of recognize that negative self-talk. And like I said, try some of that self-compassion. Kind of when that you get triggered so to, uh, you know, participate in a behavior you don't want to, kind of stop and take a look. Uh, kind of practice some mindfulness is what we call it. Being aware of uh, where you're at. Um, in the situation, you know, is there something that triggered me to want to eat, you know, this bag of potato chips or smoke a cigarette? Um, and if it's, for example, like a stress-related issue, um, then we kind of help uh, figure out ways next time to avoid that situation by substituting a healthier behavior and thereby limiting the triggers to want to uh, either smoke or do something unhealthy. Is it true that it takes 21 days to break a bad habit, whether it's quitting smoking or eating more healthy or really taking up an exercise program? Well, usually I often don't focus on um, the 21-day time frame because every situation is different. Um, And if you set a time frame on it and people get to that 21 day and, oh, I haven't broken this habit, they set themselves up for failure. Rather, um, again, we work with them on small behavioral changes, um, easy ones that they can uh, uh, change, and then um, then once they gain confidence in that, they can move forward. An example is that um, something basic as when people want to lose weight or become more aware of healthy eating, um, I often will just start out with, you know, questioning them, do you drink a can of sugared pop? Yes. Well, Uh, How about would it work for you to substitute a bottle of water instead of that pop? And, um, you know, they can eventually uh, do one a day uh, and then add on more till eventually, you know, they don't desire the pop. The water has become a new habit. Um, They're confident they can make a change, and then we address something else. And what about some supplemental services that can help people make these changes? People try, you know, hypnosis to quit smoking or lose weight. They join programs. They try massage to relax and get rid of some of that stress. What are some other services that can help them? Well, um, it is it is commonly seen that people that um, uh, find support systems or, you know, identify support uh, programs often do better with behavior change. And um, so, for example, with smoking cessation, I work with a lot of people on smoking cessation. Um, You know, we create a lifestyle management plan that works for them. But then I also say as an adjunct to that, you know, acupuncture and Chinese medicine has a lot of benefits to helping support uh, quitting smoking. Um, And massage services, for example, can help support um, relaxation so that if you're more relaxed, you can kind of work on uh, behavior change, and it kind of works all together. Um, at Penny George, too, we also have uh, classes that work with um, mindful-based stress reduction. If stress management is an issue, um, there's resiliency training, which is uh, 
commonly works with people with a history of anxiety and depression to learn how to uh, respond to situations in a, in a healthier way rather than getting distressed. So there are a lot of programs then that can help support behavior change. Um, and as well, we also have um, the uh, Live Well Fitness Center, which works people one-on-one with nutritional choices and exercise prescriptions. So in just the last minute or so, if people take away one thing from this segment, what is the most important thing and best advice for people that want to make a health or wellness change in their lives? Well, first of all, rather than saying, you know, for example, I want to lose 10 pounds, actually take a look at your life. Take a look at what you value and then create um, a behavior change around something you value. Um, For example, for people that want to quit smoking, um, it's challenging to quit smoking. Um, It's highly addictive and it can be hard. But if you can kind of identify your motivators, boy, I'd really like to quit smoking so my children are not around secondhand smoke, which can be detrimental to their health, that is something that you value. And oftentimes you're going to be able to um, have that intrinsic drive or um, to actually stick with the behavior change, make it successful. And then lastly, again, as I stated before, um, trying some self-compassion. I think the number one thing that helps sabotage behavior change is that negative self-talk. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I can't do it. Um, Compliment yourself for trying. Say, today is a new day, and I'm going to make the best day and uh, move forward the best I can with new uh, behavior changes and living healthy. Thank you so much, Karen. It's great information. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.